Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review. And together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. And this one's going to be geared a little bit more towards the men in the audience, but can still have, you know, things that women can take away from it as well. But today we're going to be talking with Pradeep Senga. We're going to be diving into what it is to be the complete man and some strategies for the businessman. So I'm really excited to dive into this. I'm going to learn a lot from it. And I know you listening will as well. Pradeep, welcome to Pencil Leadership. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So, you know, we could spend five, 10 minutes of talking about all your credentials and everything you've done and all that. But people make sure you check out Pradeep at Pradeep Sangha. It's P-U-R-D-E-E-P-S-A-N-G-H-A.com. You can find out all about him, everything he's been doing and everything he's accomplished. It's amazing. It truly is. And that's why we're going to be focusing in on the complete man, which is his, his, you know, kind of signature thing. He wrote a book about it. So yeah, I guess we can start there, Pradeep. What or how did you come up with The Complete Man? What spurred that greatness on there? You know, it's a little bit of a long story, but I'll try to make it as short as I can. (laughs) I grew up in an interesting family. I grew up in a family that was a traditional Indian family with traditional and gender roles. And I grew up in an extended family with my grandfather and my parents and my grandparents immigrated over to Canada. And basically, it was a great upbringing where I saw my dad, he eventually became an entrepreneur, bought his own business. And so he went from nothing with $11 in his pocket to having a successful business. But you could tell something was missing in his life. Something was incomplete, you can say. And as a result, he struggled with alcoholism pretty much as long as I could remember. And what ended up happening was his goal was to hit 65 years old, right? That was his retirement age. And he was never going to stop doing the business, but just take his foot off the gas a little bit. But at 64 and a half, he had a sudden heart attack because he had diabetes and the alcohol accelerated his diabetes. And obviously, it was a big shock to our family. It was a big hit to our family, extremely saddening, challenging for all of us to face. But this is how a lot of guys live their lives. I'm not saying whether it's alcohol or something, but I'm just saying that they're living incomplete in some way. And they're trying to make up for it, whether they bury themselves in their business or maybe it's something else. But they feel like something's missing in their life. and. Because of having the unique upbringing, because I was trying to figure out my dad at a very young age, under the age of 10, I was trying to figure out why would he drink so much? Because when he was sober, he was an awesome dad. When he was drunk, it was like, watch out, because he was a big dude too. He was ex-police officer in India, and things kind of got scary at times if he was angry or upset at someone. And trying to figure that out, and plus my grandfather had a military background. He was in a military for 30 plus years, but he had a spiritual background as well because his father, my great-grandfather, was a spiritual teacher in India for over 50 years. So he was a spiritual man, but also a very disciplined and valued and principled man. And I learned so much from him. So I saw all these dichotomies of what it was like to be a man and relationships with women and society and all these kinds of things that I kind of studied at a very young age, which enabled me to be able to help men. And having gone through a lot of the challenges myself, you know, potential divorce, all these kinds of things in life that really led me to where I am today, where when I worked with entrepreneurs and business owners as an advisor, 80% of the work that I was doing was helping them as a person, 
as a man, as a leader of the family, as a leader of the organization, more than the actual business strategy. And so that's where this concept of the complete man morphed into because I just saw a lot of men wanting to be complete, missing some mm-hmm. element of their life, but grinding away, feeling incomplete, unfulfilled. And that's ultimately why I do what I do because I'm there to help men try to be as complete as they can so they can feel fulfilled and ultimately be better husbands, better leaders, yeah. better fathers. And hopefully we can have a little bit, of, not that society is you know, going downhill, but sometimes I question that. But if we have stronger <laughs> yeah. family, I firmly believe that we'll have stronger communities and stronger nations and a stronger world. Yeah, I think that's amazing what you're doing and just your story there. So being able to resonate with so many people probably with that. You know, my wife's a teacher, so I hear the stories all the time of these kids and getting in trouble or, you know, acting up or whatever, doing all this stuff. And so we discuss a lot. And, you know, a lot of those times those kids don't have one or both parents or they do, but they're not around or the parents are really, you know, a negative impact on their life. And it's so true. Like that family dynamic really shapes people going forward. I think we're seeing some, you know, backlash of having that negative structure for so long in so many families nowadays leading to a lot of the problems, I think. So I think what you're doing, it's really a crucial need in the world. But I'm curious with that too, helping men filling some gaps or healing some gaps. Is there a reason most men have kind of a gap or lacking in themselves or in their journeys that are causing these other issues to come Mm -hmm. in place? I think there's a number of reasons, actually. I wouldn't say it's just one factor, but I would say the first one is just not having the knowledge because we live a life based on the knowledge that we have. And if we are not exposed to different things, and that's why I would say I was very grateful for my exposure to the challenges that my dad had, but also the positive things. And my grandfather and his military and plus the spiritual background, like I got exposed to so many different things that gave me a different output on life. So for men, I think exposing themselves to different elements, challenging elements as well, whether it's philosophy or history and science, and this can actually teach us to live a more holistic life. The second element is it's very confusing right now for men to be men. Like, what is a man supposed to do? Is he supposed to be the head of the household or not? Is he supposed to be the breadwinner or not? What do you do in that situation? What do you mm-hmm. feel like if you want to be the leader, but society is telling you, no, step down. You know, you're not supposed to be a leader. So it's a very confusing time for men. And that leads to the next part where there's a very, I'm going to say the double-edged sword, or you could say two sides of the coin, where we have a lack of mentorship for men. And a lot of the mentorship that we have is poor mentorship. So we're seeing a lot of poor role models in society when it comes to being a man, whether it's belligerence or abuse or all these kinds of things. That's why I talk about the concept of the mindful alpha male. Yes, we are meant to be alpha males, but we're also meant to be mindful of what we do and not overexert our power, right? We're meant to help other people, right? And not be self-centered. That's this whole concept. That's what we were meant to do. And I think we've lost track of that. So there's a number of reasons behind that. And I feel for men, I feel for families, I feel for women too, Yeah, but it's very confusing. Yeah, three great points. And I think we could even dive into each one of those and just how we can kind of correct some of that, even if it's just in our own lives. But so like the lack of mentorship and poor mentorship, obviously, you know, we have imperfect people trying to lead other imperfect people. And so we're going to have some of that things that aren't tracking right. And, you know, you maybe pass down bad traits or bad habits through that mentorship process. But I think- Yeah, most people have just really poor or none, no mentorship at all. And so, you know, even having a good mentor that maybe lacks some things 
compared to having none or just a terrible one is such a big difference. So what do you say to people or men when they're looking for these mentors to make sure that they're the right mentors, to make sure they're going to be learning the right things and maybe learning from these alpha males who understand how to use that power that yeah, they have? Yeah, so I'm just going to put one caveat down there. I would say mindful alpha males. Yeah. Because the mindful part is very important. So I'm going to go again to the other side of the coin, which is it's our responsibility as men to mentor other men, mentor young boys. Right. And so if we feel like we are living a life where we can give some good principles, right? Some good insight and wisdom, then it's our response or be there as a support for other boys or men, then we need to do that. So we need to step up and take that initiative. For someone that is seeking it, here's my simple principle, is find someone who has a life similar to the one that you want to have. And you can see very clearly, if you're trying to take principles from an individual that is living a different lifestyle, you're going to see that it's not aligned. You might be enamored. And I think that's one of the challenges here is, is where we look for mentorship has been misconstrued. All of my mentors in life, the best mentors, and I've come across some very powerful people, some very influential people. But the best mentors that I've ever had in my life were simple men. Simple. My grandfather, for example, even my dad, friends, just the everyday average person that had some good wisdom. Not these celebrities, right? Not these guys that you know have a million social media followers. Not guys that have these fancy cars and big houses, but just the everyday person. Because guess what? And I work with some of these guys. They got bigger problems than you do. And a lot bigger. And it's challenging because when you realize that no money, no fame, none of that, all that power can't take away that feeling of being incomplete and empty, well, guess what? You have a bigger challenge now. So find a mentor who has a good life that you want to have. That's a simple formula. Okay. Such a good point too, because you know I've heard new levels, new devils. So like as you increase and get to different levels of success, there's bigger problems that come. But but you see it so much with these you know high celebrity, high target figures that they crumble or they have these breakdowns. They're human too. It's just exasperated because of you know their position and the spotlight on them. And so I think that's a good point that you make those you know kind of the quote unquote average Joe or the normal person that has a life you want, those are the simple ones we should look for. And again, I forgot to add the mindful alpha male. So with that, mindful being a huge part of that, what does that look like? A mindful alpha male versus, you know, just an alpha male that might be not as good of a mentor to have. What's the difference between the two? So the term alpha male has been, again, misconstrued, misinterpreted. The alpha letter is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, which means beginning, right? It's the start. It's the origin. And you you are the origin of your destiny. You're the origin of your life. As a man or a woman, if you're not creating your life, you're basically taking on the circumstances that are given to you. So you have to be an alpha. You have to be an alpha male because your family is depending on you as well, right? No one wants to follow a man who doesn't have vision or direction or clarity, whether that's in a business environment or in a family environment. So that part is important, but here's the other bigger thing, because I think this is where it's more dangerous for men is because alpha male is only half the equation. Yes, we need to take charge. We need to take control and we need to have that power. But if you use it in a disempowering way, it can hurt a lot of people. That's where the mindful element comes. And there's an old saying in the Buddhist tradition where if you are making a decision, think that it's going to have a ripple effect throughout the universe. Every simple decision. But laugh at yourself as if it's actually going to make an impact. Meaning that think of the generational impacts. Think of the ripple effect it's going to have to other people in society or animals or beings, because it may take that into consideration. So that's what the mindful element is, because how we 
make decisions today, whether it's how we parent, how we run our business, has a ripple effect throughout time. It has a ripple effect through our kids and to the next generation, our grandkids. How do we know this? Because a lot of our demeanor is based on our parents, on our grandparents, right? There's things that we see in ourselves that we say, oh, shoot, hey, my dad did this, or my mom did this, or my grandma talked like this, my grandma. So we take that on either consciously or unconsciously. I think that's a good point. And it's like, and I won't know the quote exactly, but in Lord of the Rings where they're talking and he wants to, you know, take life and he says, you know, is the power in taking life or knowing when not to. And so it's kind of that same thing that we're taking lives here, but like, when is it okay to, you know, maybe be firm and raise your voice or maybe when is okay to, you know, be comforting and, you know, things like that, being mindful of the surroundings and of the emotions of the other person, even I think is something we can think of going forward too, with that mindfulness of it. So with that, Things can get confusing, you know, especially in the world we live in now. <laughs> we don't have to dive into everything. That would be a whole other episode <laughs> of what's confusing in the world right now. But yeah, how do we navigate this as mindful alpha males, as, you know, just trying to be better mentors, as just trying to be better men? How do we navigate this society and find our position again or, you know, reclaim that position that, you know, we're supposed well, to Well, I have? think one of the things is, and I'm firm believe that we have to hold other men in leadership positions who are not showing good leadership to task, we have to hold them accountable. That's the biggest thing that's failed over the last decade is that there's been so poor leadership from men. And then we look at women and say, why is there an uprise? Well, look at the guys that are treating this way. That's expected. So I don't fault women for the movements and the standing up for themselves. That's important. We need to stand up against other men that are not leading properly. That's ultimately what we need to do. And be aware that when we are in our natural state as men, as even mindful alpha males, even as an alpha male, it's led by love. It's led by compassion. It's not anger, right? It's not this. And I see that too much these days. I see more anger than anything. And that's not because when you see a truly mindful alpha male, there's comfort and there's discipline and there's a sense of contentment, but also a sense of power. You will know when you're at that state because you can retaliate, but you choose not to because you know that's at the end of the day, it's not going to make you feel better. It's not going to lead to a better position. And you are comfortable enough in yourself that you don't need to. That's a really good point. And I love what you said, lead by love. I think a lot of times, you know, you see these guys who are probably more the alpha male and it's just all like negativity, you know, just grit and fire and all that. And they, I mean, they think that's the way it should be. And I think leading from love is, it just puts a different, even if you think about, you know, in the wild, the animals, maybe they're not leading with love, but it's out of necessity for, you know, their pack. It's for, the, and you know, they have to provide for the pack and things like that. So it's for others as well. And I think that's a good position or a good thought process with it. Lead from love. And I think that'll change one, our reactions or lack of reactions, whichever we choose to do based on that. So with that, the knowledge part that you mentioned, where can we learn? I mean, I, obviously through mentorship, but you know, how do we learn more to be, you know, better men, to be complete men? Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think one of the things is the people that we have in our lives, like I said, the mentors, but our older generation, I think we need to respect them more and take on more wisdom from them because they have life experience, which you cannot Google. And that's one of the things that we are, it's, you know, we are a Googled society and it's not doing anybody any good because information is not power. It can be used against you. And if you don't have enough of the wisdom or experience that comes with the information, it can hurt you. And we, we're seeing a lot of that right now. So just because you can Google something, if information doesn't make you more successful or powerful. People, wisdom, true wisdom, seek that out. 
books, old books, I would say some of the old philosophical books and even philosophies. Like going through school, I was a science student and history wasn't a big thing. Like I never really touched on it and I was kind of deterred by it. But then after I am so enamored by history and philosophy, because now as you go through life experiences, it starts to hit home. Oh, I get that. I get that concept. That makes sense. So philosophy, philosophical texts, even to a certain degree, religion, right? There's a lot of wisdom within religion. There's a lot of principles and values that you can learn, different perspectives. But I would say the biggest thing is finding variety, meaning look in different sources from different people, because if we narrow ourselves to one ideology, it's a narrow path. Yep. For sure. No, I can agree more. And I love history. I love going and learning about cultures and people. And I don't necessarily have to believe in everything that everyone else believes or anything, but just learning, just being immersed in that and just seeing and experiencing what they're doing. It's just so fascinating to me because there is so much you can take, even if you don't like, I could have a conversation with someone who's got a completely different opinion than I do on certain things, but I could still learn from them. And that's where I feel like we're just in a culture so much that if it's not the same opinion as you, then it's like, oh, they hate you or like there's fight and like it's all this negativity. And it's like, no, like we need to accept that, that we all have different opinions and try to learn from one another and take pieces that we can implement into our lives because it's out there because we're all created, you know, with a purpose. And so that purpose in someone else's life coming from us if we're not open to it, if we're not even open to listening, we miss it. If, so if I could just quickly add on to that, because I think it's a concept of, you know, you're, you see the Captain America shield in the back there. And it's obviously <laughs> yeah. a Marvel fan. But think of it as an ultimate superpower. Because if you can take the best superpower from each one of your favorite superheroes and combine it, right? That's really what you get. And that's what every person should do from the people in their lives. Pick out the great things that you find from other people. And then incorporate that into your life and look at the challenges as well and not avoid those, but be aware and have the wisdom to not make those same mistakes over and over again. Yeah, that's a great point. None of us are perfect. None of us will ever be perfect, but together we can do so much more great things than we can by ourselves, no matter of our opinions and beliefs and things like that. And so I think it's just a testament to what you're doing, just yeah, creating the complete man, you know. And that's a huge part of it is just learning from so many different areas and people. This has been a really good conversation. I've really enjoyed this. I think it's so needed in the world today, what you're doing and helping men, because there's a lack of that within our societies. So, you know, Pradeep, thank you so much for sharing these three ways to become that complete man so we can, you know, together as men make a difference as we improve, everything else can improve. And like you said, we'd have that accountability with the poor leadership that we might face. Is there anything else that within the complete man that you might want to mention or that we didn't cover here towards the end? There's a lot more to be covered. Yeah. We, we touched on some key aspects. Would have loved to have written, I'll probably write a couple more series, but my editor said, you know, you got to cut this book down. So there's a lot more involved. I would say the one thing to focus on as men, because we don't focus on this as much, is the power of emotions. And there is deep power in there. There's a scientific power in there as well. And if we learn to leverage our emotions and become the masters of our emotions, wow, we become extremely more powerful. So the most powerful men I work with, for example, successful men are the ones that know how to leverage their emotions for them. And they don't let, well, there's times that it does happen, but for the most part, they don't let their emotions get the best of them. 
Yeah, that is huge. It's just the power of emotions and being able to control that. You know, I was always told growing up, you know, those who anger you control you. And, you know, it's the same. I mean, if you let your emotions dictate your responses and your emotions, those other people, whatever that external thing causing that emotion, that controls you. So you can't respond correctly or in the way of love. And so, yeah, I think the power of emotion is such an, and, you know, as men, like we, at least from my perspective, brought up, you know, don't share your emotions, you know, just hide it all, you know, bury it, you know, be, it's okay. And I think if we can learn, like what you said, to use them in a healthy way and not just bury them and then not let them control us, I think that healthy level of emotion, I think we just unlock so much in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I learned that from my dad because my dad, as I mentioned, was very strong man, a big guy, very masculine man, but he also showed his emotions. And so I learned that from him and no one could question his masculinity. So what happened though, was when he was not in the state of being able to master his emotions, which was drinking, that's when a different side came out. So if we can learn to master our emotions, it becomes extremely powerful. It becomes extremely inspiring to other people and impactful. Yeah, it's so true. And that's a good point to end on just for people to go and start practicing that and and be able to understand their emotions, make them real. Like you have emotions, that's okay. And then how can we deal with them in a healthy way? To wrap things up, the fifth trait of pencil leadership, you know, is everyone's created with a purpose and leave a unique mark on the world. And so when everything is said and done for you, what do you hope your mark is on the world? I think I have two. And the first one is to raise two healthy and happy kids. I think that's the biggest thing because the long after I'm gone, they're going to be around and hopefully they have an impact. And I would say that's not as easy these days and it's getting tougher and tougher with social media and everything. So that is my big challenge. And that's one big thing. The other thing is I hope I can give enough insight and tools to men out there to be able to be more successful, be more fulfilled. And I hope that we can have a small, very small, small part to play in being able to help families come back together and and start to love each other in terms of a community and as a nation. Absolutely. And I love the mission you're on and what you're doing and you're making a difference. Uh, So you are a pencil leader in my book and I'm excited that we got connected, but where can people go? I know I mentioned the website at the beginning. Is there anywhere else people can go or things you want them to know about specifically with what you're doing? Yeah, I would say my website is an easy one, pradeepsanga.com. You can contact me through the website or on social media channels on pretty much every social media channel, most active on LinkedIn. And feel free to reach out and message me. You can also email me at my team. It's called team at perdeepsanga.com. And if you're okay with it, Chris, I can give a discount code to the audiobook as well. If your listeners yeah, like to awesome. uh, get a hold of the Complete Man Audio, it's the digital combo, which is audiobook plus the digital copy. So you go to completemanaudio.com. And if you use the promo code VICTORY75, so all one word, but VICTORY and then the number 75 or numbers, you'll get 75% off. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. You guys definitely take advantage of that and make sure you get connected with Pradeep on social media. Just follow what he's doing. Check out his book, his podcast, everything he's putting out the resources for you to help you grow as men, become a complete man and yeah, take advantage of that. So again, Pradeep, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing these insights on becoming the complete man and for being a guest on Pencil Leadership. Hey, thanks for having me. This has been fun. Thank you, Chris. No problem. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.